0: Once you know that you're stressed, then you have to apply the right skills, mm. okay? You apply those skills. Those skills can be really simple. Those skills can be a postural shift. Right. Those skills can be taking that deep breath. Those skills can be putting on a pair of, you know, cheater glasses so that you're not, you know, getting so close to your computer screen. Yeah. Those skills can be laying down on your back for three minutes a day. Right. You know, those skills can be like, you know… Making sure that you're taking time to, like, find the joy and and, and, and some laughter with your family. They're very simple things, but you only do them if you have the awareness that you're stressed, right? Then and only then can you apply the right skills. And once you apply those skills, that's how you achieve balance.
1: Welcome to the Be Better Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your fullest potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. All right, guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset podcast. I am your host, Royce. And like I said, guys, every Friday, we've been bringing on guests that are absolutely changing the world and really just kind of creating this. This just, they're just improving everybody. They're just bettering everybody. But anyways, guys, I got Douglas over here. And he's been in clinical for 27 years. He's been successfully treating patients via combination of Chinese medicine, manual therapy, and as a self-described nerd, a human connective tissue, he uses immense knowledge of the body's movements to help people prevent future injury, increase athletic performance, which I absolutely need, and improve day-to-day mobility. But Douglas has completed dozens of marathons, 50 and 100-mile ultra-marathons, and three Ironmans. He is the CEO and founder of Structural Elements. Did I say that right? I think I said that yeah, right. yeah. And um, yeah, so and then where he's, his career is devoted to helping people realize the body's incredible capacity to self-heal, self-regulate under the right conditions. So guys, I'm absolutely excited to have Douglas here. Douglas, welcome. You ready yeah, to do so, yeah. this? Appreciate yeah. It. So guys, what I really wanted to talk about with Douglas, and he has a ton of stuff. I was looking at some of his profiles and and what I really want to go over, because we've been kind of going over in a lot of our podcasts is how to make stress work for you. And that's really the big topic I want to uncover today, because I think it's going to be absolutely valuable for you guys to hear because we talk about it all the time. In fact, we talked about one particular episode when I said anxiety and stress can be your best friend. So I wanted to kind of just elaborate on maybe another person kind of just giving, giving kind of the thoughts and, and ideas of what you think that is. So with the first question, Doug, that I really want to ask you is, I guess, before we really talk about kind of fixing and utilizing it, like, why do you think people have this notion that stress is the enemy? Is it like the culture, pharmace- pharmaceuticals, like how we're raised? What, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I think stress has become the enemy because unchecked stress is toxic, mm-hmm. right? So if, if you stay in a stress state for too long, um, it'll burn you up, right? It's going to it's gonna beat you down. So the, the key is, is regulating our stress. So stress is not a bad thing, right? Everybody thinks stress is like a, a negative word, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's too much stress. It's stress when we when we're not in a what I call a high demand situation. It's if we don't downshift, you know, it's like you would never you know, drive your, your car and first gear on the highway, right? You, you, yeah. you explode your engine, right? You have to learn to downshift. And so, you know, when we're in a stressful situation, we need to develop the skills to be able to balance ourselves in real time. But when we're out of that stressful situation is when we have to recover and recuperate. And so if we're able to do that, then stress makes us stronger, you know what I mean? It's, it's how we build immunity, it's how we build muscle, it's how we gain intelligence, it's how we, you know, learn to perform at, at, at optimum is by going through a series of stressors. And, and it's only if you get stuck in that stress state that it becomes detrimental.
1: Do you feel like most people just kind of just, they don't even want, they don't even want to feel it, so they go into, like, the quickest fix. They take medications, they might do drugs they might do something else to really just to completely avoid it is that what you normally see
0: well i think yeah i think stress uh, reactions to stress you know a lot of people will eat in response to stress a yeah. lot of people will drink in response to stress a lot of people will do drugs in response to stress you know all the all the different behaviors that allow them to you know chemically kind of help check out right 100% but, yeah but the the thing is is that stress is 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 not that complicated of a mechanism. Right. So it's you know our our autonomic nervous system is on switches and off switches, right? The right. on switches are sympathetic, the off switches are parasympathetic. Mm-hmm. And when we're, you know, on the basketball court and there's 2 seconds left on the game clock and we've got the ball in our hands right mm-hmm. you don't want to hit the you don't want to hit the off strip off switch yeah right? you know you can't say whoa 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 this is freaking me out man i want to go to half court and meditate for a minute you know <laughs> it's like no you have to like you get shit together. you have to take a deep breath yeah. center yourself and make the game winning shot it's after the game that you need to go meditate right it's after the game that you need to make De-regulate. sure that you're nurturing and nourishing your body that you're getting quality rest, that you're you know being able to, to bring that stress level back down into that parasympathetic state. But in the moment, we absolutely need the stress. You know, mm-hmm. you can't lift anything heavy without stress. You can't you know ace a math test without stress. You can't you mm-hmm. know like perform you know Formula One driver. They're stressed, man. Okay, yeah. like that's how that's how they're able to like react to that amount of pressure. Mm-hmm. But it's after the fact that you need to downregulate. And and that's where most people miss the mark, Mm -hmm. is they don't, you know, when when they're home and they're no longer, you know, in that stressful meeting or on that stressful highway, you know, is when they're still carrying that stress into their meals and into their time with family and into their sleep. And that's where it becomes, you know, chronic, and that's where it becomes detrimental.
1: And kind of that's like the short term. The short term you see is they start losing sleep. Do they start manifesting injuries and different mood changes
0: there's all kinds of stuff i mean when when you're in a sympathetic state you
1: your eyes dilate your Mm -hmm. heart rate increases your respiratory
0: volume decreases the blood gets shunted from your extremities back to the core Mm -hmm. your digestion slows down um, so you you really are are prepared for battle at that point you're not prepared to nurture and repair the body so if you're in that state too long, you're just, you're not absorbing nutrients, you're not getting, you know, good oxygen saturation in the blood, you're mm-hmm. not getting good circulation out to the extremities, your digestion is, is poor. So it, it has this kind of, you know, predictable and, and kind of chronic taxation on the body. Right. Um, even, even if you're in like high stress, high demand frequently, but you know how to turn it off, you'll actually get stronger. Yeah right that's how you stimulate that's how you stimulate repair it's how you stimulate yeah. you know so it's, it's it's not a bad thing you know people that are not stressed even, even you take you know astronauts right mm-hmm. that are in zero gravity and they're not stressing their body mechanically because of gravitational pull and mechanical load they atrophy right so you know even though it's like you know they're, they're just not using it so we need to we need to use the body. We need to be put in stressful situations to become, you know, better performers. We need to, you know, lift heavy things to get stronger. We need to, you know, get on stage and and really you know expose ourselves and feel that vulnerability to become masters of of our of our craft, you know? And, and and that's what that's what drives us, that's what makes us makes us you know better at what we do. But only if we recover from it. I, you love know that. I love this image think about the image of of like you know an archery uh, pulling pulling the bow back mm-hmm. right the farther you pull it back the f- the farther that arrow is going to shoot
1: 100 right? yeah
0: unless you pull it back too far
1: right snap and you yeah. snap
0: the string or you snap the bow right mm-hmm. so it's it's i work with a lot of athletes you know a lot of runners or, and even a lot of dancers things like that and the difference between you know, a college runner that's going to win the race versus a college runner that's sidelined because of injury is like right on the edge of that bow snap, Wow! right? You're constantly on doing that dance, right? Right. And so, you know, what we need to do is make sure that if they're going to push themselves that hard, that they counter those efforts with like deep dedication to recovery and deep dedication to nutrition and deep dedication to quality sleep and, and even, you know, meditation to just Mm -hmm. really counter how much they're asking for their, from their bodies on on the other side of the equation.
1: Douglas, I love all of this. So I don't know if you know the guy named Chris Henshaw, but he's also, uh, I want to say he's a marathon athlete as well, but he started training some of the best CrossFit Games athletes and like Rich Froning and Matt Fraser And um, I had him in one of my seminars or he taught a seminar on aerobic capacity. And I asked him, I was like, what, like, what are your thoughts about overtraining? And he was like, I don't believe in it. It's like, there's no such thing as overtraining. There's just under recovering. Right. And, and I was like, oh, and that was kind of of one of the things that I was like, all right, I'm going to try this then I'm going to work out every single day. Right. So what are your thoughts about what he said there?
0: I completely agree, but I think there is you're going to bump into a reality yeah. where you're going to get into under recovery. Right. At 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 a, at a, at a point. Right? right? So I, I totally agree that there's no such thing as overtraining if you if you're getting the deep recovery. And then I love the term, you know, biohacking, right? Yeah. And there's a, there's a ton of different ways to biohack your recovery to speed that up. Uh-huh. One of them is to get into a parasympathetic state. As frequently as possible and so the parasympathetic uh, nervous system is, is largely regulated by the vagus nerve which is tied into our breathing. Um, I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, heart rate variability mm-hmm. as a measurement um, but heart rate variability is the speed of our heart when we're inhaling and the speed of our heart when we're exhaling and an indicator that we're able to get this parasympathetic breakthrough and that we're actually managing our stress is that we have a higher heart rate variability that we have a bigger difference between the heart rate at the inhale and the heart rate at the exhale if that number is low it means that we're not getting the parasympathetic breakthrough that we're staying in the sympathetic state so that's a really good indicator as to whether we're you know able to maintain that system in real time mm-hmm. and if we're not then it's like, you know, that should be looked at as an indicator that, like, we're, we're, we're getting into dangerous territory here, right. right? We're gonna start burning ourselves out metabolically. You know, our adrenals are gonna fatigue out. We're gonna start getting, you know, too much lactic acid buildup and, and, and metabolic, you know, deficit, oxygen deficit in the muscle tissue, all this stuff that, that leads us to be much more vulnerable to injury.
1: I love that. You know, and,
0: and that's what will sideline you eventually, right?
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Um so we have this little protocol now. Like earlier when I was running my gyms, I, we didn't have like an injury protocol. Initially when someone would injure themselves. And like the the common the common like belief is, "Hey, you should just rest." That was like the first thing we used to do, right? And now anytime someone comes in, and then they injure themselves our protocols to get them back in as quickly as we possibly can and then okay. and, and, and what we tell them is like you don't need to rest you need to do more you need to do more of this you need to do more of that you need to strengthen your hamstrings you need a foam roll you need to deregulate and uh it's interesting because when they're injured they actually end up doing a lot more than what they were doing and the way oh, yeah, when, it, when
0: it's and you don't mess with it, right? I mean, when you're working, you just take it for granted. You keep yeah. plugging away, but it's when all of a sudden something's broken and you go, oh, man, like, you know, now now, I'm, now, you've got my attention, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I want to I be able to get back in the game. No, And there's tons of different tools that help you recover faster, like the pneumatic compression boots, you know, like the Normatec yeah. and, and things like that. They're really good at helping flush the legs. You know, the, the PMF machines, the pulsed electromagnetic frequency, um, they can help, you know, recharge the, the the cells and get better metabolic turnover. You've got, you know, all the, the cryotherapy, you've got ozone therapy. And there's, there's a million different ways that you can, you know, right. that you can expedite that process. Um, but nothing, nothing is going to work if you're still in a sympathetic state, right? 100%. You're going north in a southbound train at that point. You're just yeah. not going to, you're not going to, you know, make up ground. It's like you have to... Downshift, and you have to get into that parasympathetic state where the body is receptive, um, you know, uh, physiologically
1: mm-hmm. to repair. You know, otherwise, you're just going through the motions of all of all these modalities. Wow. Well, so, so I've been doing. I don't do a whole lot of endurance, but lately, I have been for the past year. More, more, more specifically, just like working out really, really hard every single day. Uh, are you familiar of Murph? Yeah. Yeah, hundred, a hundred pull ups, two hundred push ups, three hundred air squats, one mile on the front end, one mile on the back end, yeah. and I've been doing it consecutively. First, it was just like just for fun, do it for seven days. Turned into thirty. It turned into seventy five, and then it turned into the year. And then I started peppering in two Murphs per day, three Murphs per day consecutively for seven days, and then I was like, I wonder what the record is for. 24 hours and uh, I did a 12 hour one which was I I ended up finishing with eight but I was fried cramping up and then someone asked me the question was uh, he was like how are you successfully doing it every single day and still doing the extra workout on top of it because I'll still do like a CrossFit workout not all the time sometimes I'll just walk Um, and I told him I just, I was, I didn't have anything really like amazing to say, but I was like, you know what it is? I just successfully injured myself all the way through, <laughs> all the way through yeah. the end. And through those injuries, I had to like modify my movements. I was running outside my feet when I was first running that type of volume because I, I do more, mostly Olympic lifting. And I had these like foot fractures and then I had to adjust. And uh, the things that people didn't see were like the boring stuff. The compressions, seeing your massage therapist, um, all of those things. Like, do you when you're pushing your athletes? Do you try to avoid injury, or do you just like, you know, you're probably gonna get it, especially if you're pushing it to the limit. Like, my job is to just make sure that you're not at the completely red. Where are you at on that?
0: Yeah, there's 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 an important differentiator here. Um, there's something that I think is is important to make sure that we're using you know uh, the same language um oftentimes people have pain that limits their ability to move comfortably mm-hmm. okay that does not necessarily indicate that they are injured mm-hmm. okay they just have an inefficiency and in their body is letting them know that yeah okay? what, what I would consider to be a true injury is a tendon tear is a stress fracture Mm-hmm. Right is is, is is tissue that is actually damaged. Okay? Right. And that that's very different. Like you take mechanical back pain and somebody could be, you know, double over, unable to straighten up because yeah. they've hurt their back. But but it might not actually be an injury, it might be a structural imbalance. Yes. And even you know, today I came in for uh, for a buddy who was, who was in town who's like, Man, I, I really jacked my, my ankle up and like I cannot walk on. Right. Yeah. And he was in so much pain. He literally hobbled into the clinic. And I checked everything out. There's no tears. There's no fractures. Right. He just had a bone in, you know, one of his it was his cuboid bone was subluxed. It was out of place. So it was yeah. blocking the normal mechanics of his foot. Right. And so, you know, I I did some acupuncture, I did some E stem on him, I did some PMF on him, and then I manipulated that bone back into place and he like skipped out of here. He was like, man, it feels yeah. 100% better, right? So yeah. he would have said, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm injured, right? I can barely even walk. But mm-hmm. in reality, he didn't have an injury, he had a structural imbalance. So, a lot of what I think when you talk about being able to train through pain mm-hmm. is different than really training through injury. Training through pain oftentimes means you have to modify your movements. To, you know, offload a structure that that's being, you know, insulted.
1: Ah, oh, so good. I'm going to be like, Douglas told me I can work out this hard. <laughs> I told you guys.
0: And, and, and I do. I don't think rest and in, in stasis is, is, you know, sedentary, you know, rest is, is, is leads to the fastest recovery. I don't. But if somebody's truly injured, you know, if somebody tore their bicep tendon, no, you shouldn't be doing pull-ups, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to make it worse. Right. But if your bicep tendon hurts because, you know, it's you're, you have too much internal rotation of your shoulders – what you should be doing is stabilizing
1: your shoulder with with good scapular
0: you know stabilization yeah. and good posture and now all of a sudden your mechanics are are, are flawless you know and so yeah. it, it really is you know we retrain movements all the time to make to make yeah. pain go away
1: uh yeah i like i started taking pictures of what like the, my first day and then the 30 days and my posture started to change through, throughout yeah, those right. injuries, like uh, you just like what you said, I was kyphotic, and like my elbows would hurt, my my bicep would hurt, and totally. and and my massage guy was like, you just need to free up your chest, and you need to start doing more back exercises on yeah, your second workout, great. and yeah. then change it. Just everything changed. I was like, there's, I can do this there's forever. There's a super
0: nerdy term that I love, which is called centration of mm-hmm. a joint. Okay. And centration of a joint is where the joint is hovering in neutral space, supported by equally balanced muscles on all sides. And if you oh have an imbalance of, of muscles, where you have you know short tight muscles on one side of the joint and overstretched weak muscles on the other side of the joint, mm-hmm. you're going to load that joint all the way to you know a, a, its like terminal end. You're gonna you're gonna get impingements, you know, in the front of the shoulder, for instance, because that that joint is not centrated. Right. Yeah. once you balance out that joint with good muscular balance like you're not loading that joint anymore you know? and that mm-hmm. can happen really quickly. that can happen just with consciousness
1: yeah. you, know? you know you don't have to even just build strength you have to build awareness right oh man okay so so, so understand it because we have audiences that are both fit but also entrepreneurs sure. and I love how this that's, I, I love working out because you have that physical stress Right, but we also work with, with clients that have high anxiety, high overwhelm, high burnouts. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think it's a bad thing or it's or it's very similar to
0: same same deal, man. <clears throat> stress doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter. Man. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's mechanical stress, it doesn't matter if it's emotional stress, if it's financial stress, if yeah. it's environmental stress, you know. Yeah. It, it it is the exact same mechanism of how the body deals with. It. The autonomic nervous system has an on-switch and an off-switch. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if raising capital for your startup company is flipping that on-switch too much or if training you know, to try to you know, qualify for the Boston Marathon. It, yeah. It's the same stress. The body deals with it identically.
1: Right. So you think stress is neutral?
0: Oh, it's totally neutral. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but the, with, with that, though, get this. is What you have, though, is you have a lot of people that think... Okay, I've got this really stressful job, right? right? So I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to crush it to you know to try to blow off some steam. Yeah, okay? double stress. Well, yes, like the fact that you've been sitting all day and focusing on this, but it it it, accumu- it accumulates too. One doesn't one doesn't outweigh the other. You've just mm-hmm. stressed your body twice. Mm-hmm. Okay and yeah mentally it, it did some good for you because it's different it got your mind off of what's been you know bogging you down all day long but it is not recuperative
1: you just you just explained my first 5 years in business <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: go i'm going to go de-stress and, go do, hard stress hard and, and go do three workouts but yeah now yeah. i'm now i've implemented meditation consciousness reflection like some of the more inward type of stuff and it's really shaped my ability to heal so yeah. so what are some, I guess my question is like, what are some kind of non-physical ways for people to deregulate that's not like foam rolling or uh, massage? Like what do you, do you give those to your clients? Is that, is that like that's, a combination? But, but, but I'm
0: going to challenge what you just said a little bit. Um, they have to be physical. Okay. okay. So the, the thing is, is like you cannot outpace anxiety with calming thoughts. You have to get a change to your physiology. So and, and with foam rolling, it's an interesting one because uh, our fascia system is actually directly connected to our autonomic nervous system. So the fascia system is, is, a, is an organ. Mm-hmm. It's an organ of communication. It's the largest organ in the body. Right. It is full of, of, of uh, sensory mechanisms right. that actually give us an awareness of ourselves. When we are in a sympathetic state, our fascia stiffens. Mm-hmm. when we're in a parasympathetic state our fascia relaxes if we have restrictions in our fascia it's going to trigger our sympathetic nervous system so mm-hmm. we have to address the tissue we have to okay but also like you have to get that down regulation and that down regulation is very much a physical shift Right. Um, our sympathetic is, is uh, regulated right in our mid-back. In our, they're called the dorsal root ganglia of the sympathetic along the thoracic spine. And our parasympathetic is high up in the occiput and in the sacrum. And right. so you can't just be in like a slump position and meditate and think it's going to help. You ah. actually have to give the stimulation to the nervous system a break. So yeah. I, I don't recommend for most people meditating sit, sitting up. Yeah. Because our hips are too tight and there's too much stress in the spine. Yeah. So we don't actually downregulate the nervous system. I recommend for people, I call it the traction position. Yeah. You lay flat on your back with your knees bent and mm-hmm. your palms face up with your chin tucked so that your, your spine is totally supported and then you do deep diaphragmatic breathing. Yeah. And that will actually shift you into that parasympathetic yeah. state in about three minutes. So, oh, so it yeah. has to be physical. It can't just be like light a candle and and you know <laughs> zone out for a little while. It's like we have yeah. to make sure that we're getting that down regulation to our nervous system.
1: So, so this is how I because it's really hard for me to sit down because just like what you said, like my hips are too tight because mine is chronically tight from just all of the volume I've been doing. So what I do is I put like a pillow underneath, yeah. and it like it shifts me in a way that I'm more upright, but I'm not like. Fighting. I feel like if I'm sitting down just on the floor flat, I feel like I'm fighting really something.
0: Man. Yeah, absolutely. I went to a Buddhist college, right? And uh, mm-hmm. we did all kinds of meditation. It was in Boulder, Colorado. It's was called Naropa University. And admittedly, man, it was like two years in that I realized, wait a minute, meditation is not just toughness training. Yeah. It's not just like enduring the pain in your spine and like yeah. and the tightness in your hips. And my feet would fall asleep and I would just be like, man, this is so comfortable. Yeah. But I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to like, Endure it, right? Mm-hmm. But then I realized it's this whole other level of calm and spaciousness yeah. and peace and harmony when you actually get your nervous system to downshift. And I could never do it in a seated position. I was, I was too tight in my hips, yeah. right? So, you know, for me... Like laying down, I can like bang, I can get into a a really deep meditative state really quickly because I'm not fighting gravity. I'm not fighting, you know, my physiology. I I can learn how to deep breathe and to get that parasympathetic shift. Um, I I talked about that heart rate variability Mm -hmm. and uh, we can manipulate that a little bit with manipulating our breath. Since the exhale is where we stimulate the vagus nerve and get that parasympathetic breakthrough, one way that we can manipulate that is if we take shorter inhales than than, than our exhales. Yeah. So if we breathe in for four seconds, hold it for two and breathe out for six, that's another way to kind of biohack our, our autonomic nervous system to shift into yeah. that parasympathetic state. So you can do that in different ways. You know, some, like, yogic traditions and stuff, they do what's called, like, ujjayi breathing, where they, like, constrict their airflow mm-hmm. um, with either breathing in through, like, one nostril at a time or constricting the throat. Um, but all of that has that same benefit. Um, so you can manipulate your breath and, and, and kind of do so in a way that will, will help get that parasympathetic breakthrough to happen faster.
1: So there's this. So, yeah, I've been, I've been guide, doing guided meditations, and they'll teach you different breaths. But for some reason, I really enjoy lately the um, the dragon breath or the fire breath, where it's just quick, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. W- why Why would I enjoy that more than the slower breaths? And I, I I'll do both, but for some reason, I have this like I feel good with yeah. like the fire breaths. Well, it, part part of that is
0: you like you get a little lightheaded, you know. It's like you you know you yeah. kind of like. You can kind of get out of your own way a little quicker maybe because, you know, you get, you get a little, you know, tingly and, you know, you get a little lightheaded and, and you get like good oxygen flow and everything else. So, um, yeah. you know, sometimes it just, it, it puts you in an altered state a little faster, you know, yeah. and then you can kind of like connect to that like little different shift of, 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 of perception.
1: That is so good. Can I ask a question? Because I have, so I have a lot of clients a lot of them are the one i have a lot of women clients that struggle to lose weight and a lot of them have thyroid medication yeah what are your thoughts on thyroid medication and like what are some ways that potentially can help that area cuz it's hard for them to lose weight without it or 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 with it sometimes and um can can some of this self regulation work start to improve that that their whatever levels they have
0: definitely so by the time the thyroid is affected um we've been in in a in a state of metabolic uh syndrome for a while okay mm-hmm. and and there's no doubt about it that the more stressed we are that is an effect of chronic stress right mm-hmm. is that
1: we're going to start to burn out the thyroid Think think of the thyroid as like the thermostat mm-hmm. right and think of the adrenals as the furnace okay okay yeah but then think about stress is like leaving the door open on a cold day. Oh gosh. Right?
0: So now it's like, man, okay, we're you know, the furnace is going, it's trying to heat the house, right? The thermostat's like, I don't know what's going on. I got cold air over here, I got yeah. hot air over there. You know, it's like, you know, what's happening? And and so stress is like, you know, turning off the stress is like Closing the door on a cold day, right? Keep yeah. the heat inside. Now, all of a sudden, the thermostat doesn't have to keep bouncing back and forth. And the thyroid, when you're constantly trying to balance hormones stress hormones and your, you know, the adrenals are turned on and turned off, if it, is, is we just, you know, it, it either gets kicked on on or kicked on off, you know, yeah. and uh, it's stuck there. And so that's when you're either, you know, hypothyroid or hyperthyroid, mm-hmm. you know, conditions, you know, kind of kick in. And so, especially with hypothyroid, yeah, like it, it kind of tanks your metabolism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you're not going to fix it with without regulating your stress better, you know? Wow. Because um, I mean, it's that's that's still the key, it's still the mechanism.
1: And how long would that take?
0: Well, it, the nervous system is actually pretty forgiving. Man. It, like to to really start regulating. And I always say the nervous system is like taking the trash out. It doesn't matter how much you let the trash get stinky and how, you know, full the trash was when you finally got around to taking it out. Once you put a new bag in the can, it's like a fresh start. Right? So, you know, the nervous system is like, if you start shifting into that parasympathetic regularly Mm -hmm. and you don't, you know, stay in sympathetic too long, you'll start to sleep better. You'll start to digest and absorb better. You'll start to repair tissue. You'll start to get better circulation. Mm-hmm. And, and most people, when you're in a sympathetic loop, it's like you're, you're, you're spiraling, right? Yeah. And you can, you can shift that. You can break that cycle just by overriding, just by getting into a conscious state of relaxation. But again, laying flat on your back, knees bent, do that deep belly breathing, do it for like 30 days. You're going to be a different person.
1: Oh my gosh yeah so so we do these we do these six week 12 week challenges and part of it is we never used to include it you know just being present meditative we don't really tell them what to do but they just have to be present they can walk and sure. what we found like over our tests we will have massive weight loss gains yep. right and the yep. ones that that are not i was like did did you do your meditative it's like nah, it's too hard for me it's too hard for me and we'll, they'll, still, they'll still lose weight. Don't get me wrong, but the ones that lose like 10, 20, 30 pounds in three weeks, right, are religiously doing some of those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm Absolutely. like.
0: I mean, the cortisol levels are, are one of the biggest, you know, uh, detriments to weight loss. You know, if, we're, if our cortisol is too high, it's a stress hormone of, of, the, of the adrenals. Um, you know, it's going to make us put on, especially you know, for men, belly fat, and women, you know, fat in the in the in the belly and the thighs, mm-hmm. and and that's all uh, just a direct product of stress, you know. Wow. And, and and think about it from like you know, if we back up, right? Like and think about why would the body do this, right? Yeah. And the stress again doesn't discriminate. Okay? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're stressed because you don't have the money to pay your taxes or you're stressed because a lion is chasing you. Right. Okay? The mechanisms are going to be identical. But when we're stressed because of famine, mm-hmm. right? we're stressed because there's not enough food. right? Mm-hmm. The body doesn't know why it's stressed. The body just links. When we're stressed, we store.
1: 100%. Okay? Yes. When we're
0: stressed, we store because we don't know when, you know, if, we're, if things aren't okay, right, we want to make sure that we have enough fat to deal with the winter, that we have enough fat to, to, to make it through a time when there's not enough food available. Okay? It, it goes evolutionary, it goes back to that very basic survival thing. Okay? Stress means store.
1: Okay? So, so what you happens know, relax, when you're.
0: You know, yeah, man, things are good. Mm. You know, we're laughing, we're, you know, we're, things are easy, there's plenty of food around. Then why store it? We don't need it. That's not efficient anymore.
1: You when know? you're stressed, so you, you store. It's a pretty simple,
0: basic thing.
1: What happens when you're relaxed? Do you have a? I, I want to create a tagline there somehow. When you're stressed, you store. When you're relaxed, you burn yeah, more calories.
0: You, know, I mean, it's, you do. I mean, you release. You release. When you're relaxed, you release. You know. So yeah. I think that's you know it, it's it's absolutely like biologically true.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, like there's, I notice happier people, less stressed people when they're eating junk, they never really gain any weight. Like I, I, I'm one of those. I don't eat a whole bunch of junk food like I used to, but for some reason I just never do, you know? Um, but then I'll have a client that's, you, you can just tell they're so stressed. So their shoulders are shrugged in and they're, they're kyphotic a little bit. They eat, they eat like an apple. They gain like 50 pounds.
0: <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, you know, when you start getting into you know blood sugars and all of that, right? If you're, you know, if you're, you you know, get into like, you know, when your insulin's off and your blood sugars are off and all of that. I mean, you know, even even foods that aren't necessarily bad for you, but have a higher glycemic mm-hmm. index. They can cause all sorts of triggers and inflammation and, and, again, the desire to store and everything else. So it's, a, yeah, getting into the metabolic side of, of regulation is, is, is a complex science, right? But but what I love is is going back to, like, what is the most simple mechanism that we can control the easiest mm-hmm. with no knowledge, with no equipment, you know? And it's, it's just, like, learn how, how to turn off the nervous system, you know, right. or, or to turn on the parasympathetic or turn off the sympathetic, just to get that shift, if you toggle, then stress isn't a bad thing. you know it's like then you're ready to go when you need to toggle it back to perform, it's there for you. you have you have the strength, you have the drive, you have the energy, but it's like, but you can't stay in that state, you know it's just it won't be there for you when you need it
1: mm. so good so so if, if if there was a client that was like, "You know, I got a little bit of belly fat right now, and I kind of want to do some things for it. But I'm. I, I know I'm always not in the happiest mood, and like, what what are some things that you would tell them that they would need to do for the next thirty days that's gonna allow them to lose that belly fat?
0: Yeah, I mean, if if, if I was gonna say it like in in just really simple terms, is you have to consciously. So uh, we, we have this project called SE Lab, right? Mm-hmm. And lab stands for learn and apply balance. And in my opinion, it. in order to achieve balance, it doesn't just happen. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So you have to first learn when you're stressed. You have to learn awareness. what that feels like. Yes. Okay. And then
0: once you have the awareness, okay, like, yes, like I'm, I'm stressed. I know I'm stressed because I'm clenching my jaw. I know I'm stressed because I can feel heart palpitations. I know I'm stressed because I'm shallow breathing. I know I'm mm-hmm. stressed because I'm fatigued. I know I'm stressed because I have a headache, whatever it might be. Once you know that you're stressed, then you have to apply the right skills. Mm. Okay, when You apply those skills. Those skills can be really simple. Those skills can be a postural shift. Right. Those skills can be taking that deep breath. Those skills can be putting on a pair of you know, cheater glasses so that you're not you know getting so close to your computer screen. Yeah, those skills can be laying down on your back for three minutes a day. Right. You know, those skills can be like you know, making sure that you're taking time to like find the joy and, 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 and some laughter with your family. It, it, they're very simple things, but you only do them if you have the awareness that you're yes. stressed, right? Then and only then can you apply the right skills. And once you apply those skills, that's how you achieve balance, right? Mm-hmm. So, but without the awareness, you know. It's, it's, a, it's an uphill battle you, know? you don't even but know what's skills happening it don't have to be difficult right you know? You know, people think oh I, I need to sign up for a marathon I need to join a gym I need to you know do, I need to lose 25 pounds they set these huge goals but yeah. but really the goals should be like I need to pay more attention throughout the day wow
1: yeah yeah I always say to my clients I was like awareness is medicine you gotta yeah. get that first if you're not even aware we can't even make choices Oh, exactly. exactly. So it's, oh man. Oh gosh, Douglas, I can talk to you for minutes, man. I know, you got, <laughs> I know you got a bunch, but so what we do in this podcast, we're not just a listening podcast, we're doing podcasts. And um, after every episode, what we tell our audience to do is uh, we just give them action plans, whether it's for the week or for the year. And um, I know there's probably a lot of hacks you can do. But if you were to just dwindle it to just one hack for the next year, that can get, that's going to completely shape-shift their life for the better, which is kind of a little tagline. What would, that, what would that be that they need to do?
0: Hands down, it's the traction exercise. So uh, again, traction is laying flat on your back, um, needs to be on a firm surface, like the bed is gonna be too soft. So like a yoga mat or on the carpet you know, is just perfect. Uh, lay flat on your back with your knees bent, um, you want your feet to be about hips width apart and you want your heels to be about a foot away from your sitz bones. Um, you start by lifting up, like bridging up if you're able to and then roll your low back down so you take the curve out of the lumbar spine, place the lumbar spine nice and flat. You're going to lift the chin towards the chest and roll the head and neck back so that the cervical spine is as flat as you can get it. Mm-hmm. Arms are going to go out to your side, palms face up. It's basically an anatomical position that you just put yourself in. Yeah. And then you're going to do a deep belly breath. So as you inhale, you want to push the abdomen up towards the ceiling. As you exhale, let everything in your body relax. And the whole time that you're in that, you're holding no tension. You're just letting gravity do the work. And three wow. minutes, once a day, is life-changing over the course of a month. Um, we, in our, in our lab site, you know, SELab, uh, we have uh, lab.socialelements.com is is, is like the, the platform that we just launched an iOS and Android app, mm-hmm. which is just SELab, um, it's now live in the Android store and that traction, and the, and the iOS store, um, that traction exercise is outside of the paywall. That's our gift to the world, right? So like it's that. on our website, it's on the app, it's just like we don't charge for, for that access. And, I'm, uh, I'm going to put that I'm going to put
1: that in the show notes for them. Yeah. you can just like type it in the chat. I'm going to put it right on the show notes so they can actually see yeah, it.
0: There's a great it. little video that just walks you through, you know, step by step how to do traction most efficiently.
1: Oh, so they don't have to do Murph every single day to get super fit, right? <laughs> you know, I
0: mean, everybody's got their own thing. I mean, my yeah. guess, my guess is that, you know, that You know, where where Murph stops, you know, the the mental toughness of sticking with something starts. And there's all sorts of different ways that that we can stimulate ourselves. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's not actually the workout. It's the discipline of getting themselves to do the workout. Yeah. And so for some people, that discipline might be calorie restriction. For some people, that discipline might be, you know, you know doing their homework on time or, 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 you know, paying their bills is the day that they showed up, you know, and, and hold themselves to a budget, you know, it's like, so it's, it's, it's just people deal really well with routine,
2: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
0: And so, I think you can, if you choose any routine that's healthy, right, not just, right. you know, getting, getting you know, the, the super sipper and the, the extra large fries as your routine, right. but any routine that challenges you a little bit and, and keeps you you know keeps you honest is going to have is going to have benefit and the traction is no different you do it consistently and your body starts to really look forward to it and, uh, and and I'm telling you it'll have a profound effect.
1: I love that. That's actually what I, what I would for sure recommend some type of meditative practice. But yeah. no one really thinks it's exciting. It's not. You can't just like shoot a video about it and then have thousands of likes of you just laying on your back you know right. but I tell people I was like what's your secret it's like recovery being yeah, at peace right and just being aware and just being conscious is like the biggest thing and then and the side, the byproduct of that is yeah I'm gonna go do I I wanna see what my body can do you know and it's it's fascinating how it's like that
0: I'll, I'll tell I'll tell one little hero story little hero journey here mm-hmm. is um so one of my really good friends his name is Harvey Lewis and uh right now as we speak he's running a race called the bigs backyard ultra okay okay and this this race is a, it's a 4.1 mile loop and every hour on the top of the hour another loop starts Oh wow! Okay? so you can't go faster than a 15 minute pace but you can't go slower than a 15 minute pace either if you finish in 40 minutes you've got 20 minutes to rest and relax yeah but then at the start of the hour you can't make it so at the start of the hour you got to get back on the um, oh my gosh course okay last year he set the world record 85 laps 356 oh my miles
1: gosh consecutive every hour on the hour so it's every like a death by
0: hour for 85 hours
1: we call that death by format right right so
0: yeah so i mean oh it's, my it's gosh. unbelievable. how does one do that yeah. right and this man has the ability to find an extreme calm
1: during a physical event mm-hmm. like that.
0: He can recover on the go.
1: I call that equanimity.
0: Right? Exactly High
1: level so of equanimity.
0: It's incredible, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, 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 my, my whole thesis is performance and work life and sport is dependent on us being able to balance in real time.
1: How to, manage, and how to manage that stress.
0: You master that, and the world is yours, man.
1: So, oh man, real quick on that. So I, I'm, I'm part of some of these masterminds, and they grow in net worth, every sing- each one of them. And the higher I go, I notice a level of equanimity with the higher their net worth is. You right. know, things don't really shake them up. Lawsuits, they don't really shake them up. You know, firing people doesn't really shake them up. Not not because they don't care, but they're processing it at such a high level that it's important for them, that they love these people. I'm just like, and then you take that through fitness.
0: It's the secret, man. It just is. And again, it's you can apply it towards work, life, or sport, and it's but it's the same stuff. You know, it's all about having the awareness, applying your skills, and finding balance.
1: Yeah, I love it that message of like improve your recovery improve your stress your productivity will grow on on its own
0: with, with, without
1: a shadow of a doubt oh man so good all right doctor so so how how can we how can we, how can uh, my audience find you so i'll put it on the show notes too
0: yeah um, so structuralelements.com is our okay. is our main url um, that links out to all of our social handles, and it links out to all of our education platforms, and, and then uh, there's links out to the app uh, and to the SE Lab stuff on there as well. So I love it. that's the that's the one stop shop. Is you get to our main site and that links out to everything. And, else.
1: and where where are you located in the world?
0: So I, I live in Northern Maryland, so about okay. an hour outside of DC. Okay. And uh, and then we have we have, so we have two clinics in Maryland. We have another clinic in in, in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is okay. where I grew up. Um, but then we have a whole network of providers, so people, you know, providers can study with us and become an SE network provider and, wow. uh, we'll, will you know, they'll benefit from all the practice management that we offer as well as the proprietary education. And then again, if, if, you know, for the patient facing stuff, the, 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 uh, the ios and android app is is, you know direct to consumer it's only 11 bucks a month so it's like you know for a ton of information it's like you know it's it's it'll pay for itself in no time flat
1: yeah we i don't see a whole lot of doctors that have this holistic view that you have it's refreshing you know there's we have clients that come in or that talk like "Do do you know any doctors do you know any doctors that think beyond just like medication You know, and it's like, I think there's more coming out or maybe it's just in my, it's in my vision now that I see everybody that's popping up. They were, they were there the whole time. I I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, no, I think, I think there's a big shift that's happening, but it's, it's consumer led,
0: you know I mean? Mm -hmm. I think you have uh, more and more people that are educated, more and more people that have a value proposition of, I don't want a hip replacement. I don't want to take, you know, pain meds. It's like I want to stay healthy. I want to stay active, and, and you know it's unacceptable to me that you don't have a method for me to do that other than rest and take medication. You know, wow. it's yeah. like I want to move, you know, and I and I want to do it naturally. And so, um, you know, we are enablers, man. I'll, I'll help anybody who is motivated to yeah. you know to perform, and, and but we're gonna we're gonna do it in a in a way that that I consider to be being realists, which yeah. is we have to work with the body. You know, and the, and the body is the healer, man. It's like you give the body the right set of, of circumstances and the body heals itself. You know, we mm. just educate people on, on how that happens.
1: Man, I, that's an entirely different thought. You just gave me an entirely different thought. So like doctors are adapting based on the consumers. Absolutely. They're like, they're, they're smart enough people to be like, hey, that's not what they want. So we got we to gotta grow somehow. Let's do Absolutely. this. That's so okay. refreshing. Yeah. Because I tell people, I was like, doctors are good people, and it's just a really, really bad system. But a lot sure, of them are figuring it out. More.
0: I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, again, it's like I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole when you start talking about you know the the for profit motivation in medicine, and, and mm-hmm. you know, and how like you know the insurance payer system is, is is really a broken system. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, we're a cash practice, and the reason is, is because, you know, somebody comes in complaining of, of neck pain, I might yeah. find a solution in their feet, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, this is where the imbalance started. And it's like, you know, in, in a lot of traditional, you know, payer systems, oh, no, you know, it's a neck diagnosis. You can only treat the neck, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to get another script come back and have the feet treated. It's like we're talking about one intelligent system here that we're dealing yeah. with, which is the human, the human body, you know? And, uh, and so to break it up that way is just, it's not effective, right? We have to look at, at you know, root cause, not just treat symptoms if we want yeah. to get results. And again, I don't care what you're, what you're dealing with. I guarantee you if you're not regulating your nervous system, you're not getting better as fast as you could
1: otherwise. Man, I'll have to get you on another episode at some point. But Anytime, man. I can, yeah, you,
0: you can get me talking for a long time. But. Yeah,
1: this one guy that you said they got the world record Was it Guinness World Record or or just like a world, record, for, world record?
0: Yeah, it was for for this ultra format, for the bigs uh, format. Yeah, it was a world record set oh, for
1: that man. format.
0: Um, but that's—he's uh, doing it right now. He's, he's gunning. I have to—I haven't checked in on him uh, yeah. In the last few hours. But uh, but you know, he might—he could very well break it.
1: Oh man! Well, guys. There's Douglas Bert- Bertram. Is that how you say your last name? That's how I spit. Do you just Bertram. go by do- Dr. Bertram? I uh,
0: just most people just call me Doug.
1: Just Doug? Alright, <laughs> I'll call you Doug yeah. then. Some yeah, some doctors don't want to be called anybody else. They're just like, just call me Doug, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's so it. interesting. So so guys, uh, if you guys like that episode, make sure to share, subscribe, give us a rating, and then do that habit. It's a game changer habit. it's the traction you're calling it the traction and um again yeah it'll be it'll be on the show notes so you guys can absolutely start crushing it and as always guys be better